I want to conclude Romans 13 with you. If, you. if you're new with us, we've been on this journey for 33 weeks. 33 weeks in the book of Romans, started in February. And we're inching our way towards the, what I like to call a marathon series. You know, marathon is, is a long road. And I believe Christianity is a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? It's a marathon. You, you have to stay the course. You have to stay in it. And the beautiful thing about a marathon is you gotta, you got to set a pace, right, and stick with it. And long-distance runners, they always say that it's important to have other people around you that can help you keep that pace. So it's, it's powerful to be in community because this is not a, a, a one-person run. It's a community run. Can you say amen? amen. So we are in Romans 13. Uh, if, you, if you have your Bibles, which you're going to need it because I'm going old school today. I decided no slides. I want to see some people work their Bibles today or work your phone or your iPad or whatever it is that you use. But you're going to have to go to the Bible yourself in Romans 13. And we're going to conclude the, this chapter. And if I could get just a little bit more light in this house, it's a little like club feel in this place. And uh, some of y'all went to club last night. God forgives you. Uh, I'm glad you're in God's house. All right. Some of y'all are feeling convicted already. Uh, that was not in my message, but the Lord told me to tell you, I forgive you. I'm glad you're in my house right now. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Clean up and grow up. Now, tell your husband, grow up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just be very careful, fellas. Okay, don't say that last part. Uh, ladies can say it. Um, guys, you can't say that last part. Okay, say it to yourself. Grow up, man. Just, just grow up. Is he? Right, right. You hear that? Um, you hear that, Nick? Um, all right, Romans 13. <laughs> Verse 8. Uh, so we're going to work our way down. And uh, again, we're going to go old school here. Verse, I want to start with verse 8 through 10. It says this. It says, let no debt remain outstanding except for the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Now watch this. I love this verse 10. It says, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Can you say amen? amen. So to recap, we are in the part of Romans where Paul is emphasizing how we're supposed to treat each other. And last week we talked about our relationship with the government. And so he, he goes from relationship with the government to let no debt remain outstanding. In other words, like Paul is saying, listen, if you can't live with no debt, <laughs> it's like a tough crowd, live with no debt, right? But he's not just talking financially. Now it starts financially because he starts with, remember, pay your taxes. Hello, somebody. Pay your tithes, right? He talks about that. And then he gets into, okay, now let's not just talk financially. Let's talk life. Like, let, don't live owing anybody anything except for your love for them. It's a powerful thing, right? Because what, what, what's the point? The point he's saying is, listen, listen, you can, you can try to look at life just by laws and legalities, but you will miss it because a lot of times it's not just always black and white. 
So what he's saying is there's a better law at work here. It's the law of love. In other words, you, you, you have to be able to graduate from feeling obligated to these things to want to do these things. Hello, somebody. Now that's a word. Do you understand what he's saying? Like you can feel obligated. Ah, I got to go to church. It's like, listen, you think God is excited about you coming to church like that? Right? right? Hey, you can feel out of here. Ah, I gotta take my wife out on a date. You, you, you think your wife wants to go on a date with that kind of attitude? <laughs> you know, or, or you tell your kids, well, I'm your dad and we gotta hang out. Do you think a kid wants to hang out with you with that mindset? Or you show up at work like, oh, I gotta work. You know, who, who in their right mind wants to be around someone who feels obligated to things? So Paul is trying to paint a bigger picture. Say, listen, no, you got to graduate from just having to to wanting to. That's a word. I don't have to. I want to. Like we say in this church, we don't have to do this. We get to do this. So that's why he's saying, listen, if you're going to be obligated to anything, be obligated to love. Right? Be obligated to care for the things that God has trusted you with. Because when you do that, Guess what? You will enjoy these things, right? Think about it. And, and notice what he says, right? He says, look, you can focus on don't kill, don't steal, like all of those. Or you can say, I love you, therefore I won't do those things. It's a big difference. Right? Imagine if the world lived like that. Imagine we're operating from a place of, listen, I care about you too much to hurt you. I care about too much to harm you. I care about too much to gossip about you. I care about you too much to put you in harm's way. So you, you understand why he's saying, like, grow up a little bit? Because love is what makes you grow up, not obligation, not duty. Right? Like, if you have to versus want to, I guarantee you, you have a better attitude in the morning. Like today, I said to us that the word spirit is the word pneuma. Like, in other words, God's already in you, and you just got to be aware of that reality and live from that place. As opposed to living from a place of uh, Eeyore. You know the Eeyores in the faith? I hate those people. I hate it's a strong word. My wife's right here. I kiss. I can't stand those people. <laughs> you know, people that are like, no matter what you say, they always have a but. But you don't know me. But you don't know my family. But you don't know my school. But you don't know my high school. But, but, but how many buts do you have? Because you're not living from a place of not letting any debt outstanding except for love. It's a powerful thing, right? I love this statement. Write this statement down. It's one of my favorite statements. Augustine said this. Lived in the fourth century. Augustine said this. He said, love God and do what you want. That's a powerful statement. Love God, do whatever you want. People struggle with that statement because, because they don't live from a place of love. What do you mean I can do whatever I want? Yeah, if you love God, you can do whatever you want. Because yeah. if you truly love God, you're not going to do anything that God wouldn't co-sign. Right. Right. <laughs> Think about it. If you truly, genuinely love God, you will obey Him. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you will. You will obey me, not feel goosebumps. Last night you went to a club, you felt goosebumps. That wasn't from the Holy Spirit, trust me. That's the wrong spirit. Hey, you got drunk and felt goosebumps? That's the wrong spirit. Hey, it's funny when you want to see dudes get emotional, get them high. <laughs> dudes be philosophizing, they know everything about life. It's like, yeah, that was great, but that's the wrong spirit. 
If you truly love God, you do whatever you want. Why? Because if you truly love God, you won't violate his commands. Man, imagine we live like that. Instead of asking the question, see, I've learned this long enough and people are like, well, is this a sin? Is that a sin? Is that a sin? Well, listen, if you're focusing on God, you're not focusing on what's not a sin. You're focusing on pleasing him. Why would you worry about sin? Anytime someone is asking those questions to me, it's like you missed the mark. By the way, missing the mark is sinning. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this word today. I came all the way from New Bedford, Massachusetts to try to give you a word. You're acting too cute for me. Hey, like, love God, do whatever you want. Because if you love God, you won't violate his commands and you won't hurt those he created. That's what Paul is trying to make you understand here. Truly, the greatest motive in life is love because love will not hurt others. Not on purpose, at least. And when you do, when you do hurt, you want to quickly fix it because you understand that's not love. Think about it. Imagine we live like this. Imagine before you spoke a word, you asked the question, is this loving God? Imagine before you posted, you asked the question, is this loving God? Imagine before you made that move, you asked the question, is this loving God? Not, is this a sin? Is this loving God? That's a, that's a better perspective. Think about it. If you love, truly love God, you're clearly not going to hurt those that he cares about. See how he sums up these commandments? Instead of worried about like all the little, because, you know, think about it, right? You know who's really good at breaking commandments? Criminals. And what do they do? They study how to break commandments. (laughs) From what I hear, I do prison ministry. It's hilarious because prison is like a college. For criminals. Like people come out of prison, better criminals <laughs> that they went in. Because they, they, what do they do? Criminals have all the time in the world, like, okay, how do I get past this thing? <laughs> it's, like, it's just like they're strategizing how to get past laws. That's why, understand this, laws, the goal of laws was to restrain evil, not to change people's hearts. You can only restrain what's in you. You know, a law hopefully wakes you up to say, oh, I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. But when you are in jail, you're like, okay, how do I stay <laughs> out of it? No, love God, do what you want. If you really sit with that statement, it will change your life. If you really sit with that statement, like really sit with Because we go to church, we, we hear a lot of words, but we don't put them into practice. Can we be honest? We, we, we hear words like, you know what's fascinating to me? People will go to church Sunday after Sunday and then act a fool. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I, sis, I've done this long enough. I'm like, we, we've preached about that. Yeah. Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. Hey, and, they, and then they act like it's revelation. <laughs> it's like, when did we talk about I don't know. We talked about that. Like, we've been on Romans for. 33 weeks, you didn't get anything out of that? But you went online, you heard some preacher, and all of a sudden, oh, it's Revelation. (laughs) Isn't that funny? It's like, where were you? Where were you? No, love God, do whatever you want. Man, imagine we live like that. Our marriages would be amazing. Our parenting would be amazing. We we would be blessed financially. Because you don't do anything reckless with your money. Because you know, God trusted me with this. 
I will pay my tithes. I will pay Caesar. And then I'll take care of my family. We'll be all right. Listen, this is a good word. It's better than you're reacting. Because here's the thing. If you truly love God, you won't do anything that he doesn't co-sign. Because obedience is love. And love is obedience. Love God. Do whatever you want. When you, go, when you leave this place, I hope, I hope that resonates with you. I hope when you get out of church today, someone asks you, how was church? You're like, man, I can love God and do whatever I want. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yes, anything you want. Yeah. If you really love God. Yeah. It's a good word. And he keeps going. Watch this. Verse 11. He says, and do this understanding the present time. That's such an important thing right now. Understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to, here's the word, wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Say, wake up. Do you understand that another word for salvation is to wake up? You know, anything before your salvation is you were asleep. You were in a slumber. You know this, one of the first revelations I ever got from the Holy Spirit was in a club. I felt like the whole thing went mute. Next time you go to a club, remember this. The whole thing went mute, and I, all I saw was nonsense. By the way, for those people who struggle with tithing, well, you go to a club, what do you think you're doing? You tied at the door <laughs> to go to hell. Hello, somebody. Wake up. The best thing I can help us understand what's happening right now, the present time, is we're in a, we're in a matrix. People are plugged in to a worldly system and not even know it because we're so used to it. We have no idea that we're going to hell and we're paying for it gladly. Paul is saying, wake up, like understand what's really happening. If, if what's happening in the world right now is not shaking you to the core, you're not, you're, you're asleep. You, you are, you're asleep and it's scary for like, you know, what scares me the most about our present time is the fact that the world's on fire. People on TikTok. That scares me. It's like the world is on fire and you're over here playing video games. God's calling us to duty. You're over here playing Call of Duty. You know how scary that is? For the whole place to be on fire, you're like, I don't see it. You know how dumb we look? Just scrolling aimlessly not realizing the whole thing is going to hell. It's time to wake up. This cannot be something that you do an hour a week. That's part of the matrix. You could be in church and be plugged into the matrix. Plugged into the worldly system, not realizing, man, this whole thing is going somewhere. Now, if you're a believer, this is good news. It's not falling apart. It's falling into place. If you're seeing it from his perspective, he's saying, History is going somewhere. Are you part of his history or are you part of the doom? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. 
The whole thing is on fire. Wake up. The goal, if you are awake, the goal is to pull people out of the fire. The, that's the goal of salvation. You don't know the word for salvation is the word rescue. If you are in a shipwreck and you get rescued and you have health and you see people drowning, what do you do? You go, you go help. You become part of the rescue mission. When you're awake, you're trying to help others become awake. What do you think I'm doing this morning? I'm trying to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Listen, the metaphor for salvation is to wake up, to unplug from the world's system. Listen, this is what it means to truly be woke. If you're truly woke, you're in tune with what the Spirit is doing. The worldly version of woke is part of the problem. It's a worldly system with no God in it. This thing is going somewhere. If you're a believer, it's not time to be afraid. It's time to proclaim hope in Jesus Christ, the only one that can rescue you from what's happening. You've got to wake up. Listen, to be truly woke is to live in the light, Paul is telling you. Because nothing good happens after midnight. Things go bumping in the night. <laughs> I think I came to church to be cute. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> he's saying, listen, did you see the comparison? He's making the comparison between light and darkness here. Because he's saying time is running out. Jesus said, I must work while it's day. Time is running out. I don't want to scare you, but I want to tell you the truth. Time is running out. A, this should be a sense of urgency. He's saying, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. You know, he wrote that 2,000 years ago. We are closer to Jesus' return than they were. Like, time is clicking, it's ticking. Right? Your greatest currency that you have is time. How you spend it. Again, think about it. Countless hours on social media. Can you imagine standing before God and saying, Hey, here's how I spend my time. Wow. Scary. Yeah. Hours upon hours of junk. Just being fed lies after lies after lies after lies after lies. After a while, lies becomes like it's true. I heard that the way they train bank tellers to figure out fake currency from real is they spend more time with the real, not the fake. Yeah, like if you spend time with the real, it's easy to figure out this is for Gazy. This ain't the real thing. My friends, we are surrounded by Fugazi right now. Listen, Jesus said in the last days there would be a lot of lies, fake news, fake data, fake perspective, fake prophets, false teachers, a lot of fake currency going around. Jordan making layups, it's not the real thing. Maybe that's Jordan from the Wizards, not the real Jordan. <laughs> a lot of fugazi going around. Wake up. The time is running out. The world is getting darker. But you don't have to be in the dark. You don't have to be in the dark. I want to read to you, again, work your Bibles today. 
Go, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians is a book that really details the coming of Jesus. And I want to read this to you because this is powerful. The day of the Lord means the day that Jesus comes, right? Watch this. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. We don't know when. The only the Father knows. But watch this. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. A thief never tells you, I'm coming to rob you. The Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, good vibes. <laughs> Destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman. And they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness. So that this should not surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us be like others. Let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. Sober minded. See, believers don't need to have anything control their minds but the Holy Spirit. That's why I don't need to drink. I don't need to smoke. I'm, I'm, I'm naturally high by the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't need it. Again, there's a difference between, oh, I can't, I can't drink. I'm a Christian. I don't operate from that perspective. Like, I don't have to drink. I don't need to escape my reality. My reality is true. It's real. Jesus is in it, and he empowers me to overcome. I don't need to escape. For those who... Sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, put it on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another. Build each other up just as in fact you are doing. This is what we're doing right now. We're building each other up as time is running out. Can you say amen? amen. The second thing is you got to clean up. Say, tell your neighbor, clean up. Yeah. Raise your hand if you brushed your teeth today. <laughs> Raise your hand if you took a shower today. Raise your hand if you put on some new clothes today. Most of y'all, the rest of y'all, um, the altar will be open in a second. <laughs> but watch this, verse 12. Now we ask you, look, we're going back to Romans, okay? Romans 12, number 13, 12. Look at this. The night is nearly over, the day almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Remove everything that doesn't belong. We do this every day physically. We need to do it spiritually. You wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth because your teeth are grimy. (laughs) Gross. You take a shower because your body needs to be cleansed. Paul is saying you need to clean up. Don't just clean up physically. You got to clean up spiritually. I told those many times, listen, like, listen, you can go to the gym and work out and be amazing physically, but you're out of shape spiritually. Especially y'all with skip leg days. (laughs) Ever seen those dudes? (laughs) Hey, you want to, listen, I just started coaching again. I coached my son's basketball team. I'll tell him, I said, every day, 
you should work out physically and spiritually. Because you're both. Right? You're both. Some people, they're like, I'm working out spiritually, but it's like, you're physically out of shape. That's going to affect your spirit. Like, some people go to church today because they're physically out of shape. Doesn't matter what the preacher preaches, they can't get it. They're in a fog physically. You need both. So you got to clean up. Say, clean up. Why do we get baptized? It's a spiritual application of cleansing. Baptism is a cleansing of the old into the new. It's, it's one of the most powerful things you will do once you accept Christ is to go public with your faith because you're cleansing yourself. It's a, it's a spiritual understanding of a bath. You're purifying yourself. An easy understanding of this, if you, if you want to apply this very practically, every time you take a shower, remind yourself that I also need to cleanse spiritually. Some of the best moments you have with the Lord is in the shower because you're naked and unashamed. Hello, somebody. Back to Genesis. Okay. And what are you going to hide from God anyways? Don't you get it? The word naked and unashamed is being vulnerable and open. Like, learn to cleanse yourself physically and spiritually. Like, you got to take care of your temple. Your temple is the, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Clean up. Clean up your mind. <laughs> You're talking about social media? We need to clean up our minds. Clean up our eyes. Jesus said your eyes are the windows to your soul. Like, if your eyes are dark, your soul will be dark. You can't be watching porn all day and think you're going to hear from God. You just can't. You can't be lusting and think you're going to get revelations from a holy God. Clean up your ears. You can't be hearing junk all day and expect the Holy Spirit to speak to you. See, my problem with gossip is not just the person who gossips, it's the person who receives it. I don't know about you. Ain't gossiping around me. I'm stiff arming that junk. Yeah, you don't even get to. That's how I operate. Like, I don't need that junk in my life. Like, people who are okay with people gossiping to them, to me, it's like you have no life. It's not just the person who gossip, it's the person who's like, you know the cool uncle? Yeah, you can tell me anything. Because <laughs> I'm the cool uncle. I got nothing going on. I'm just a dope. Like, I pray our churches don't have cool uncles and cool aunts, right? I pray you are the guy who's like, Stiff, get that junk out of here. Get that crap out of here. Sorry, I said crap. <laughs> Cleaning up my act. Your hands has to be holy. Like today, I believe you could, you could lay hands on someone and you could bring healing to them because your hands are holy. Your motives, your pure intentions. The Bible says, remember, your feet are supposed to bring, big, bring, bring good news. You walk into a place, you're bringing good news. Why? Because you're carrying the Holy Spirit on you. Clean up, my friends. Clean up. It's the will of God. Don't participate in darkness. He told you. He gave you some examples here. Paul is like, y'all are crazy, so I'm going to give you some examples. Watch this. Paul is like, look, the night is nearly over, so let us put aside the deeds of the darkness. Let us behave decently as in the daytime. In other words, don't do in the daytime what you, don't do in the nighttime what you want to do in the daytime. If you have to hide it, put two and two together. If, if, if someone takes your phone and you freak out, something's wrong. She can have my phone anytime she wants. 
There's no problem here. Like, when you live in the light, you have nothing to hide. I always say this. The real you is when no one's watching you. When there's no audience. Listen, you, you, when I'm done doing this, he's still watching me. <laughs> there's no, you listen, audience of one. When you live with an audience of one, him, you will always live in the light. If you have to hide it, it can't be good. It can't be good. And, and the Bible says, well, Psalm, go look it up, Psalm 139. Where do I go to hide from your presence? He said, no matter where I go, peekaboo. <laughs> you can't hide. So why not live in the light and enjoy it? He says, look, beware, don't participate in the darkness. Wild parties, drunkenness, sexual sins, immoral living, quarreling. Social media brings more quarreling than anything else. You know what quarreling is? Always fighting, bickering. So some people, that's become their gift. I have the gift of quarreling. <laughs> Who can I get into it today? <laughs> People wake up, you know, in their mother's basement, in underwear, no job, starting quarreling online. It's like, get a job. That's a word for somebody. <laughs> Just get a job. Write this verse down. Go look it up when you're home. Ephesians 5.3. He says, not even a, he says, among God's people, there must not, be, not even be a hint of these things. Not even a hint. Not even a hint. Like, I take that very serious. Not even a hint. There shouldn't be a hint of anything that doesn't look like holiness, righteousness, justice, love, peace. It's not, see, such a bad mentality is how close to hell can I get without jumping in? I don't know about you, it's how far away from that can I be? It's how close to heaven. I'm on my highway to heaven. That's why I want to live on the straight and narrow. I love the straight and narrow. I don't mind the straight and narrow because I know where I stand. Hey, I don't know about you. Like, I'm bad with directions. Give me clear cut directions. I use the GPS to get here. I've come here many times. What I'm trying to say, some people are like, they want to live with like whatever. It's like, no, I don't know about you. Give me clear directions. I'm 45, I don't want to waste time. I don't want time to be wasting. You know, all roads lead to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the word, the word to salvation. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth. I know where I stand. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth. I'm, I'm right here. Right here. Just, just give me that. You know, I ain't trying to be cute with this thing. I'm trying to be saved. I'm trying to get to heaven. Can you say amen? And lastly, he says, grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Tell your right neighbor to grow up. Okay, be careful. You know, save in hood in this place. Watch this, last verse. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourself with the Lord. See, you, you, clean, you woke up, you cleaned up. What do you do? You put on new clothes. Right? New clothes feels good. Right, ladies? Hello, somebody. Retail therapy? <laughs> My wife was practicing that last night. Trying all kinds of stuff on. I was like, you go, girl. Where's my wallet? 
I'm preaching to the ladies right now. Dudes are like, see, it's the problem right here. But you look good, you feel good. Paul is saying, why don't you put on the Lord? Put on the Lord, man, you're always going to feel good. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you put on the Lord Jesus Christ is where I want to end with. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ means to, to feed the part of you that wants to be like him. That every day you wake up, you brush your teeth, you take a shower. It's the same concept spiritually. You feed your inner man. You feed the person that he created in his image and likeness. Because the more you feed that, the more you starve the other guy. If someone's going to starve, let the other guy starve. Let the flesh starve. Feed your inner man. And my, my encouragement to you is, you know what, what saddens me about church? We could be in church but not know Jesus. You know, that's, that's possible. People can go to church year after year after year and I actually know this Jesus. Can I encourage you? Read the Gospels. I read the Gospels every other month. I pick a Gospel. I mean, I mean John right now. Why? Because I never want to lose the heart of why I'm doing this. It's Jesus. It's not church. It's Jesus. Jesus makes me part of the church. The more you get to know Jesus, the more you want to be like him. So you know what the goal of Christianity is? is to be like Jesus and to do what Jesus does. We need to bring back that old school WWJD. What would Jesus do? Here's the problem. People wouldn't know. Because they don't read the Gospels. How would you know what Jesus would do in a situation where you don't know what he did before? Don't you know that he gave you this so you know, hey, here's how I handle these things? The more I read the Gospels, the more it becomes part of me. And the more something becomes part of you, the more it comes out of you. I heard this great illustration the other day. A preacher made this great point. He said, listen, if I have a cup of water and you bump into me, what comes out of that? Cup. Water. He says, question is, what comes out of you when someone bumps into you? He said, the real you is what comes out of you when someone bumps into you? Some of y'all, you're going to leave here today. Someone's going to cut you off. It's going to come out of you. I hope it comes out. Bless you. Praise God. Could have been worse. We both made it. We good. I hope you lift your hands to, to bless, not to. Because you don't know who you really are when someone bumps into you. Everybody's a great Christian until. <laughs> hey, in, your, in a desert island, you're an amazing Christian. <laughs> but the problem is it needs to be lived out with others. What comes out of you in your marriage when you bump into each other? Hello. <laughs> Now that's the word. Came to church. Word was amazing. Now we bumped into each other. Now what? Honey, let me bless you. I want to use my hands to bless you. I want you to be blessed by you right now. Comes out of you when your kids bump into you. Tomorrow when you go to work, co-worker is going to bump into you. You know what comes out of you? What you're putting in. Jesus says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth tweets. What's in you comes out in your posts. It comes out in how you handle others. That's the real you. See, we have two versions of us, the real us and the shadow. The shadow is the flesh. 
The flesh is selfish. I didn't realize how selfish I was until I got married. Hello, somebody. You're like, did I was like, do a ministry? It's like, I'm an amazing man of God. It's like, how do you not see that? No, the real you comes out when you get bumped. I pray we, you know, we were joking about a meme we saw the other day. <laughs> he said that, I hope that when a mosquito bites me, he walks away singing, there is power, power, wonderful working power in the blood because my blood is filled with the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, stay with me, we pray, friends. I pray you get filled with the Holy Spirit. It comes out of you, it's the Holy Spirit. Don't just react. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's time to wake up, friends. The world is on fire. I don't know how much longer we have, but I know this. Jesus said, today is the day of salvation. Today. Not tomorrow. Today. Don't leave off for today where you can... For tomorrow, what you can do today. And he says, today has his own troubles of his own, so don't trust, trust God for today. We're alive today. And guess what? Our lives is the sums of today's. How we live each and every day. Can I encourage you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, the Savior of your life, to put on the Lord Jesus, to, to put him on, is to be filled with his spirit. Is to live Filled with his presence daily. See, the Bible says that daily his mercies are new. Daily. I can't go a day without being filled with the presence of God. Sometimes one bad decision can cost me a lot. Just one bad move without him can set me back for years. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about. Thank God that he's faithful to forgive, to restore us, to bless us. Don't just come to church. Be it. Live it. Wake up every day. Clean up every day. and Take a step closer to him every day. By the power of his spirit, would you lift your hands to the Lord? Father, we, we need you, Lord. More than ever. The world is getting darker and darker which means you are getting closer and closer. Lord, we want to be caught up with you. We want to know you. We want to live for you. We want to live in the fullness of your will. God, we don't have time to play church. We don't have time to play games. Holy Spirit, I pray today that it's the day of salvation for some in this room. If that's you right now, you feel the Lord calling you, can I invite you to pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord, I'm ready come into my life forgive me my sins I want to live for you I want to live in the fullness of your will for some of you the Lord's saying clean up clean up my friend renew your mind renew your thoughts your ears your eyes for you I pray this prayer pray with me the prayer of the psalm who says may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you O Lord my rock and my redeemer and for all of us believers, I pray we, today we take a step closer to the Lord. We grow up. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Would you pray that right now? Lord Jesus, I put on your spirit the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, and the gospel of peace as my shoes. Empower me to live for you today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to live in the fullness of your will. It is your breath in my lungs. I want to live to praise you and to worship you, to point others to you, to be part of the rescuing mission, to be part of those who are pulling people out of fire, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, fall on your church. Fill us, Lord. I pray we live this place empowered by your presence, filled with your Holy Spirit, living for your glory and honor each and every day of our lives. Lord, I pray that we are so filled with you that when someone's going to bump into us today, Lord, I pray our reaction comes from your spirit. Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, self-control. Fill your people, Lord. 